This is information not being reported by anyone else. You want the scoop? Here it is with Darren Doogie Wolfson. Is Dante Cunningham to the Wolves imminent? We'll start with that when it comes to Scoop Podcast episode 96 being recorded on Friday afternoon, the 15th of September, early afternoon, much like three weeks ago and two weeks ago. This particular week, we are dividing up the Scoop Podcasts, one with a bunch of interviews. So episode 95 from a couple days ago has Twins General Manager Thad Levine. So good on so many different topics. Kyle Gibson, Otani, the Japanese Babe Ruth, at least that's what Sports Illustrated calls him. Looks like he will be posted this winter. You know the Twins will be in on Otani. He was also good on Miguel Sano, their playoff chances, so many different talking points with Thad Levine. Also, Ryan Harris, St. Paul's own, former Creighton Darham Hall star, Notre Dame, Denver Broncos Super Bowl champion, and Pittsburgh Steeler. He played for the Steelers last year, so he offered up a bunch of unique insights into the Steelers, the Vikings' opponent on Sunday. Plus, we had Joe Nathan and Justin Morneau. So again, that is episode 95, certainly available Wherever you find this podcast, whether it's iTunes, 1500ESPN.com, KSTP.com, Podcast One, it is omnipresent. So what we'll do here, episode 96, I'm emptying out my fictional notebook. It's tidbits, it's news, it's notes, it's some opinion, but no guests here on episode 96. Before we get to the Dante Cunningham news, some love for one of the sponsors of the Scoop Podcast, Vine Park Brewing. Vine Park Brewery. Vinepark.com online. Vinepark Brewery is on West 7th Street in St. Paul between 35E and downtown St. Paul, closer to 35E. Think about it. You're watching football all weekend. College football week three, NFL week two. You need some beer. Stop in, grab a growler. Or if you're interested to see how they make their beers or their wines, or their root beer that's really good, you can take a tour for $7. That $7 gets you great access. You'll meet owner Andy, see how they make all their great products. That $7 also gets you a flight or a pint, plus it gets you Heggie's Pizza. Or you can go in there and make your own beer, make your own wine, make whatever you want when it comes to an alcoholic beverage, but they specialize in beer and wine. They have the right recipe for you, I guarantee. Pale ales, IPAs, brown ales, porters, stouts, lagers, pilsners, box, and wheats. Check them out. For more, again, the website, vinepark.com or the phone number, 651-228-1355. Once again, the website, vinepark.com. Vine Park Brewery, support one of the sponsors of the Scoop Podcast. The Wolves still plan on adding a wing plus a point guard. They first offered Dante Cunningham the veteran minimum going back about six weeks. He's always been their top priority after they signed Jamal Crawford. Of all the guys they looked at, Dante Cunningham has been their guy. I've said for a long time, I can't recall if it was on this platform, social media, wherever it was, maybe it was TV or radio, I don't remember, but I did say it somewhere, that I was reluctant to really believe that the Wolves would get both Shabazz Muhammad and Dante Cunningham. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm changing my tune on that. It is down to New Orleans and the Wolves on Dante Cunningham. I know there's some frustration with the Pelicans. The Bucks are also in the mix. The Bucks have made Dante Cunningham an offer. I am led to believe that Dante would pick the Wolves 
over the Bucks. There is growing optimism at Mayo Clinic Square, where the Wolves have their practice facility, that Dante Cunningham ultimately will choose the Wolves. I am told the decision is due sometime in the next 72 to 96 hours. It should not extend much beyond early next week. We may even have some news, whether it's Friday night or sometime over the weekend. But I can tell you, the Wolves are somewhat optimistic they will land Dante Cunningham. So if they land Dante Cunningham plus Shabazz Muhammad on veteran minimum deals, that is a steal. Cunningham shot the ball well last year for New Orleans. He can guard guys, too. That would be a really nice addition. As for who the point guard will be, what's the name I've been bringing up for weeks? Aaron Brooks. Keep an eye on Aaron Brooks, but no offer extended, I'm told, as of middle of this week. Middle of this week, Brooks has the history with Tom Thibodeau. One guy I don't see getting an offer, Trey Burke. Trey Burke was among many free agents that came through Mayo Clinic Square in the last two weeks. I am told he was not impressive. That being said, it's somewhat unfair to judge a guy based on two days of workouts. To me, look at more of the body of work. But I'm just telling you, my intel is don't look for Trey Burke to end up in a Wolves uniform. Here are some of the other guys that came through town the last two weeks. Jason Terry. And by the way, because a lot of this was real-time, I reported a number of these names on Twitter at DWolfs on KSTP. But here they are. Jason Terry, Kirk Heinrich, Nate Robinson, Thomas Robinson, Matt Janning from Watertown Mayor High School, Anthony Morrow, Gerald Green. I mentioned Trey Burke, Jerome Randall, Sean Williams, Alan Anderson, Isaiah Cannon, John Jenkins, Marcus Thornton. Buzz on guys that played well. Terry Heinrich Robinson, both Robinsons, actually, Nate and Thomas, plus Matt Janning. Anthony Morrow, a no. He took a non-guaranteed deal in Portland on Friday. The Wolves had no interest in Anthony Morrow. Maybe it was because of his workout here recently. Maybe it was for some other reason or multiple reasons, but the Wolves had no interest in the end. Certainly dialogue brought him in, but after watching him, they did not have interest in Anthony Morrow, even on a non-guaranteed deal. Buzz on some of the Wolves that are in town for informal workouts that have played well. I hear good things about Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones. Always love hearing good things about Tyus, Jeff Teague, and some others. Andrew Wiggins has not participated in group workouts. Presumably, he's working out on his own. In fact, I'm positive he's working out on his own, although he's told some people close to him, don't talk about me. Keep everything on the down low. There's still an expectation that he signs the five-year $148 million extension. The deadline is in October, so we are still weeks away from the deadline. But the fact he hasn't been around when a lot of the other guys have been around, guys bouncing back and forth, in and out, like Jimmy Butler was at the Broncos-Chargers game on Monday. He's close friends with Demarius Thomas, so Jimmy Butler wasn't in town on Monday. Guys have bounced in and out. Taj Gibson was in L.A. for a stretch, so not every player is there. So it's not fair just to single out Andrew Wiggins, but he was alerted to these group workouts. There was actually even a sense that he would be at these group workouts at some point, but so far, no sign of Andrew Wiggins through about two weeks of informal group workouts at Mayo Clinic Square. Another guy here that has looked good, Anthony Brown. He's the guy that they gave the two-way deal to. They have another two-way deal to hand out. But Anthony Brown, another guy that has played well in the pickup games, in the informal workouts. On Shabazz Muhammad, yes, the buzz is true. The word is he turned down more money from some other team. Don't know who that is. Was it New Orleans? Did the Lakers make a bigger offer? 
It wasn't the Celtics. I hear that Shabazz's camp approached Boston to see if they had interest. Boston did not have interest in Shabazz. But word is he turned down more money to come back to the Wolves. Now the Wolves regain his bird rights, so they could go over the salary cap to keep him, give him nice money next summer. Also on the Wolves, they had some interest in Archie Goodwin before he signed a non-guaranteed deal with Portland. It never got to the offer stage, though. It was never that close, but there was some dialogue between Goodwin's camp and the Wolves. Also, same goes for Boris Diaw. Boris Diaw signed with a team overseas, but he has an NBA out. Boris Diaw will be in the NBA at some point during the season. The Wolves had some dialogue, but it never came close to the offer stage. The Wolves have talked to a number of free agents. Doesn't mean that they are signing all these guys. I mean, heck, I tweet out that they're bringing in Kirk Heinrich for a workout or Jason Terry, and a number of fans make the leap. Hey, Kirk Heinrich's going to be on the Wolves. No, slow down. Just because a guy's coming in for a workout or the Wolves have reached out to that player's camp doesn't mean the player is coming here. Allen Anderson, Minneapolis' own, was another player who's been in for workouts. Allen... I'm told it looked okay, but the Wolves are not close to making Allen Anderson any sort of offer, at least right now. Now, if Dante Cunningham chooses New Orleans, well, maybe they would circle back in a guy like him or Mike Dunleavy Jr. But right now, no sense that they are signing Allen Anderson. The Knicks have interest in Allen. The Nets have interest in Allen. Toronto has some interest in Allen. At some point, Allen Anderson will land somewhere. I don't think it'll be Minnesota. Also, on Janning... I had the news on Twitter on Friday morning. He agreed to terms with a team in Spain. He could only wait so long. So he played well here in workouts, but there was no sense the Wolves were making him any sort of offer, even a non-guaranteed offer. There was no sense they were offering Matt Janning. So he had to take the money. He had to go overseas. So Matt Janning off to Spain. Here's what you might have missed on a recent episode of the Touch em All podcast. I, I want to read you a, a text from someone who shall go nameless, but somebody with the twins observing the Derek Falvey uh, era here as it approaches one calendar year from somebody who who knows the organization very well, all right? Uh, awesome group, the new front office guys. And with Derek running this thing, it's going to be special for a while. He's a genius. Hmm. Wow. He hired Daniel Adler, who is 30 years old with three degrees from Harvard and started and sold a business when he was 22 years old. He had offers this... Daniel Adler. I met Daniel the other day, too. We can talk about him in a second if so, you want. So, okay, that'd be awesome because Daniel Adler built and developed research systems and, and scouting systems, analytic systems for the Browns and the Jaguars in the NFL. Yeah. And as it was put to me, had a bunch of offers to work elsewhere, even outside of baseball, but wanted to work with Derek Falvey. Hmm. That's a super huge compliment to be paid to Derek Falvey. You can find the Touch em All podcast on 1500ESPN.com's podcast page or on iTunes. Let's get to some Twins notes. Still no talks about Paul Molitor's future. Now, when filling in for Phil Mackey in like mid-July or late July, I said, hey, the writing is on the wall. I don't see Paul Molitor back in 2018. Now, at this point, he's the American League Manager of the Year, you would think, unless it goes to Terry Francona in Cleveland for their unbelievable run here of 22 straight wins. But Paul Molitor is right there as Manager of the Year. It looks like the Twins will be a playoff team. You're not firing Paul Molitor, or you're choosing not to give him a new contract. Technically, his contract is up here after the season, so the Twins have to make a decision. Do we give him a contract for 2018 and beyond? I checked again, though. No dialogue. There is nothing going on, so the front office will take a wait-and-see approach after the season ends. Hopefully the season ends sometime in mid to late October, 
not October 4th or October 5th after the October 3rd game against, right now it would be the Yankees, but maybe it's somebody else. But if they end up playing in that one-game wild card, hopefully the season doesn't end that day. I guess the game technically is on Tuesday, October 3rd. Hopefully the season doesn't end then. But if it does, they will make a decision thereafter. But right now, zero dialogue, as well as the Twins have been playing, zero dialogue about Paul Molitor's future and more so keeping him, giving him a contract for at least 2018. Thad Levine on Scoop Podcast episode 95, all but confirmed Kyle Gibson is a tender guy this winter. Now, maybe they tender him, then shop him, see what they can get for him, but they are not, you know, choosing to non-tender him. They're not going the Trevor Plouffe route with Kyle Gibson. For a while, we thought, well, (laughs) he hasn't been pitching well, had to go down to the minors. That's a guy you can't bring back for six million dollars plus but at this point the way gibson has pitched his last nine or ten starts it's a no-brainer pitching is at a premium the twins are not just shoving pitching to the side it's a gamble no doubt but it's not like it's a 60 million dollar gamble it's a six million dollar gamble and you could always trade him so look for the twins to tender kyle gibson the twins still are not ready to concede that miguel sano is done for the year whether it's paul Molitor, thad levine Talking to others in the front office on background, there's still some hope, some level of optimism that Miguel Sano can help this team at some point before the season is over. Maybe more so as a pinch hitter or a designated hitter. Not quite sure we see him at third base, but there's still some hope that Miguel Sano can help the Twins. As Thad Levine mentioned, there's a heavy scouting presence going on right now with the Yankees, Jeremy Hefner. His crew, Vern Falwell, they play the Yankees next week if you sweep the Yankees. How nice would it be to have the one-game playoff at Target Field, not have to go to New York or somewhere else? So the Twins are putting a lot of efforts into scouting the Yankees. So if it ends up being Twins-Yankees on October 3rd, they will have a very thick book on how to handle the Yankees. On Otani, the Babe Ruth of Japan, as Sports Illustrated calls him, the Twins have a scout based in Seoul, South Korea. That scout has seen Otani a bunch. Thad Levine has seen him going back a few years. Mike Radcliffe has seen him sometimes. There's a good amount of people with the Twins that have the book on Otani. It's surprising that he's going to be posted, at least according to Yahoo, this winter, not waiting an extra year. He's, in theory, sacrificing a lot of money, but hey, there's always an injury risk, so he wants to get to the majors as soon as he can. So the idea for Otani is he'll be in the majors in 2018, but he's still under the international bonus pool signing rules so it's not like he's getting 50 or 60 or 70 million dollars so every team will have interest in Otani including the twins Thursday was a good night for Trevor Hildenberger's agent to make a last second trip into town Hildenberger excellent again he's been so good Hildenberger and Ryan Presley share the same agent at this point it doesn't look like Molitor trusts Ryan Presley hasn't pitched in a number of days also, if you follow me on Twitter, D Wolfson KSTP, another shameless plug for the Twitter account. I had the scoop on Thursday that the Twins lost the shortstop Vielma, who was on their 40 man roster. They had to add, who was it? It was Moya, right? Gabriel Moya to the 40 man. So they had to make a 40 man move. So they tried to get Vielma through waivers. The San Francisco Giants claimed Vielma. We'll get to Gophers football, Demery Croft, other notes in a second, but some love for Running Tap. Running-tap.com is the website. It's a local startup that delivers beer directly from tap rooms to you. People don't think about it, but beer in the liquor stores has been sitting around, sometimes upwards of six months. For an IPA, that could taste really different 
than it was intended to by the brewer. Also, you think about it. There's over 150 plus breweries in the state of Minnesota now. Many of those guys are making small batches of amazing stuff. But 90% of those beers don't make it into the liquor stores or bars. Well, guess what? You can now get that beer delivered right to you, including on Sundays, by Running Tap. It's a new company, running-tap.com. Again, running-tap.com. They are the first online craft beer delivery service in Minnesota. They are well worth your time. You think about it. You're hosting a football party on Sunday. You're watching the Vikings and Steelers. Then you're watching, who knows, the Cowboys and Broncos. Then the Packers and Falcons. It's a great day to be on the couch all day Sunday. You want some really good craft beer, local beer. They will deliver it right to you. Running Tap. Again, the website, running-tap.com. Be sure to check them out. Seth Green is the Gophers' backup quarterback for the foreseeable future. Connor Rhoda is the starting quarterback. Demi Croft is gone. Don't look for Demi Croft to be back anytime soon. Don't look for him, for example, to be back in uniform for the Big Ten opener on September 30th against Maryland. I am told what he did was a second screw-up. The first screw-up came during winter workouts. This is a second screw-up. So Demry Croft will be gone for a while. I'm told another player had a first screw-up. So that player will go unnamed for right now, where it gets a little dicey, a little serious, or maybe even more serious, you know, maybe it's not just a little, maybe it's more than a little, is when a second offense happens. In Demry Croft's case, that is what took place. Also, Tayon Devers, remember him from last year, the opener against Oregon State, true freshman from Pompano Beach, Florida, had three sacks, all this potential as a pass rusher. Somehow, just nowhere to be found the first two games. I'm told he had a good training camp, but nowhere to be found the first two games. As we told you last week, don't look for him to travel to Oregon State. He did not travel to Oregon State. Well, his mom is coming up for Saturday's game against Middle Tennessee State, so the expectation is Devers will be back in uniform. And as I said, last week Devers has been healthy this whole time. So you can read between the lines if you have to, do whatever you need to do. He's been healthy, hasn't been playing You know, there are certain rules these guys have to follow. That's where P.J. Fleck deserves a ton of credit. There needed to be a culture change in many ways. Maybe that's not breaking news, but there had to be a culture change in many ways. That is part of changing the culture. It doesn't matter if you're the star player, a third stringer, you have to follow rules. So these guys are learning to have to follow rules in some cases where maybe it was a bit more lenient. Not that they didn't, you know, have a... Rule or two to follow under Tracy Clay's, previously Jerry Kill. Of course they had to follow rules, but I would say it's maybe just a bit tighter ship being run now compared to years past. On Gophers Middle Tennessee State, there are still, well, definitely over a 1,000 tickets available. So it's not quite translating. You know, there is buzz with P.J. Fleck. If you look at whether it's the ESPNU show, you know, just all the speeches he gave, heck, just, you know, casual fans asking about P.J. Fleck. Hey, Mrs. Wolfson has been asking about P.J. Fleck. How's he doing? So I think more people are caring about how the Gophers are doing. That doesn't necessarily translate, though, to spending hundreds of dollars or whatever it is, 100 bucks on a couple seats, then hot dogs and pop and beer or whatever else. You know, it's it's a leap to pay for parking to go to a game. People are still watching, though. The TV ratings for the first two games – pretty good so people are paying attention but people are not showing up necessarily at tcf bank stadium they did sell close to 1800 new season tickets 2016 to 2017 but i'm just saying on a single game basis 
not much uptick when it comes to going to Gophers football games. This is a big recruiting weekend for the Gophers football team. They will have a number of their 2018 commitments at the game, Span Ford, Ani, Bo, Sap, a bunch of guys, some out-of-state guys as well. Also, 2019 recruits, Quinn Carroll of Edina, plus Bryce Benhart of Lakeville North. Both offensive linemen are big time. In Carroll's case, he's got pretty much every school in the country after him. In Benhart's case, UCLA, Wisconsin. The Gophers want both of these kids so badly. Both of those kids will be at the Gophers game on Saturday against Middle Tennessee State. One NFL team credentialed to have a scout at Saturday's Gophers-Middle Tennessee State game. That is from the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks will have a scout at Saturday's game, whether it's watching Steven Richardson, others, the Gophers have some guys that have a chance to play in the NFL. As P.J. Fleck gets more of his guys in, that will only go up as we go forward. And it took some time for Jerry Kill, but you think about all the guys that Jerry Kill coached, Jalen Myrick, Demarius Travis, you know, Devondre Campbell, Damian Wilson in Dallas. It just takes some time, but certainly 2019 and 2020 P.J. Fleck should have a handful of NFL players. And as I've said previously in this podcast, P.J. Fleck has told some high-level boosters, hey, give me a couple years. You know, we'll win some games. It's not like they're only winning three or four games this year. They'll win some games. But to really compete for a West Division championship, ultimately the Big Ten championship, go to the Big Ten championship game, win that game, P.J. Fleck says, hey, I need a couple years to get my own guys in here. Vikings notes. Both, actually all three guys that are listed as questionable this week, Xavier Rhodes, Anthony Barr, and Sam Bradford, are expected to play Sunday in Pittsburgh. But when it comes to Bradford's left knee, that's the same knee that he's torn the ACL in twice. So the fact there was some swelling, some discomfort this week, always worth monitoring when it comes to Sam Bradford's left knee. LJ Fort is a backup linebacker for the Steelers. You'll see him in uniform on Sunday, certainly contributing on special teams, if not more. L.J. Fort has a Minnesota connection. His brother-in-law is Wisconsin Badgers guard Brad Davison, former Maple Grove basketball star, Maple Grove football star. The Gophers basketball team got in late on Davison, in my opinion, far too late. I'm a huge Brad Davison fan. I think the Badgers got themselves a big-time leader, a very good player. I think he could have been a Gopher if they had shown more interest. They did make the offer late. But Wisconsin always was ahead of the game when it came to recruiting Brad Davison. Anyway, one of Brad's older sisters played basketball at Northern Iowa. That's where Fort played college football. So LJ Fort and Brad Davison's older sister ended up meeting there. They are now married. So Brad Davison's brother-in-law is Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker LJ Fort. What else do I have written down about the Vikings? Bucky Hodges, former Vikings tight end to the Panthers practice squad. The Vikings will have a scout at Saturday's Wyoming-Oregon game. Last week, they were at the Wisconsin Badgers game. They also recently have been to Montana football practice. Minnesota State-Moorhead practice for a wide receiver. Minnesota State-Moorhead has an NFL player, a potential NFL player at least, wide receiver Damon Gibson. The Vikings also recently had a scout at the Army-Fordham game going back a couple weeks. Tremaine Brock still not quite ready for the slot. He should play Sunday against Pittsburgh. In fact, he will play Sunday against the Steelers, but he's more comfortable on the outside. He's always played on the outside, outside of a handful of snaps. So he still is working on being a slot cornerback. So that still looks like it is Terrence Newman's job. Also on the NFL, Mitch Leidner, former Vikings quarterback, former Gophers quarterback. I reported last week of his workouts with the Falcons and Jaguars. He also has had recent workouts with the Patriots 
and Lions. Continuing the former Gophers theme, Rashid Hageman is looking at a suspension. He is not close to signing with the team. Isaac Frichty and K.J. May should land on practice squads in the next few weeks, but nothing imminent as of Friday afternoon, the 15th of September. Gophers basketball, they always have recruits at Gophers football games. I'll probably get my hands on that list sometime Saturday, so I can put that list on Twitter if I do get the list. But it's been a busy recruiting week for the Gophers. Richard Patino was in the Indianapolis area for an in-home visit with guard Eric Hunter on Tuesday. Eric Hunter is still planning on visiting the Minnesota campus before the month is over. Then on Thursday, Patino was in the New York, Connecticut area, to have a visit with guard Anthony Nelson. He's a Harlem kid, but he goes to a prep school in Connecticut. So they are looking to complete their 2018 recruiting class with a guard. Right now you have Jarvis Thomas of Orono, you have Daniel Aturu of Creighton, you have Gabe Kausher of De La Salle. Patino has visited with all three in recent weeks. He still has one scholarship to give out for the class of 2018. Keeping the basketball recruiting theme going, Joe Hedstrom, big man from Hopkins High School, class of 2018. There was some interest from the Gophers. Well, he had Matt Painter of Purdue in earlier this week. Interest in him is picking up a Purdue. Certainly is a school to watch on him. UNC Wilmington offered him. Wisconsin is worth watching on Hedstrom. So he's definitely a Division One player, maybe even a high-level Division One player. Certainly can play in the Big Ten, so get to know him. Joseph Hedstrom of Hopkins High School. Matthew Hurt of Rochester John Marshall High School, class of 2019. So he's currently a junior. We know all about him. Older brother Michael on the Gophers. Well, in the last week plus, a Gophers assistant has been in to open gym to watch. Matthew Hurt, Louisville. Who else? Duke. Notre Dame, Roy Williams of North Carolina, national champion North Carolina, due in early next week. Then Matthew will take a visit to Indiana, Kentucky, and Louisville in the next couple weeks. Then in October, he will take a visit to both Duke and North Carolina. Matthew Hurt of Rochester John Marshall is one of the best players in the country in the class of 2019. Let's finish with a potpourri of notes. Tommy Novak Jr., Tours ACL back in January. Gophers hockey forward, Tommy Novak Jr. Well, how about this? He has been fully medically cleared. He has been practicing with the team this week. They hit the practice ice for the first time this week with the coaches. They had captain's practices before then, but they hit the practice ice with the coaches for the first time on Monday, September 11th. Tommy Novak Jr., a full go. Ryan Lindgren, also coming off an injury. He, too, is a full go. How about good TV ratings for the Lynx? Game one, Lynx mystics maybe the crowd well not maybe the crowd was down at williams arena for a myriad of reasons but tv ratings pretty good overall a 1.6 a one tv rating means approximately 17,425 households so you do a 1.6 that's pretty good plus you had another half ratings point or so in the building so there is definite interest in the links not a ton of interest but there definitely is some interest in the links as they make a run to what looks like the WNBA Finals. Looks like they're on a crash course to have a rematch from last year. They can avenge that Finals loss last year against the Los Angeles Sparks. Game one of the WNBA Finals, Sunday, September 24th. Certainly looks like that game one will be at Williams Arena. The Lynx can finish off Washington with a win in Washington on Sunday. Zach Parisi of the Wild still dealing with some back issues, skated on his own. On Friday morning, so he did not take part in the Wild's first training camp practice. I reached out to one member of the Wild front office, 
They are not overly worried at this point, but certainly with Parisi's back history, definitely worth keeping an eye on. Two football notes I forgot. Let's give some love to Ramon Umber, Champlain Park High School, played at North Dakota State. He had 13 tackles. He's a linebacker. He had 13 tackles for the Buffalo Bills on Sunday in their win over the Jets. The Vikings had some interest in Umber going back to 2014. So he's a guy that's been around for a while, played for the Saints for a bit, now having a nice run with the Buffalo Bills. Also, Kareem Hunt, we all remember the opening game, Chiefs-Patriots, how good Hunt was. He was a guy that the Vikings liked a lot. They brought him in for a visit. I know a few members of the Vikings front office, very high on Hunt, but they went Dalvin Cook. They just felt like Dalvin Cook was a first-round talent, had a chance to get him there in the second round. So once you got Cook, there was no reason to go running back later on. But if they went Ethan Posick, for example, they really liked Ethan Posick, who ended up in Seattle. If they had gone Posick in the second round, Hunt was a name to watch in the third round. But I think most Vikings fans would agree, Cook plus Elfline, not too bad. I think it worked out okay for the Vikings. But just know the Vikings saw a lot of talent in Kareem Hunt. Don't forget Vine Park Brewery, vinepark.com. For 7 bucks, you get a tour of their brewery. That includes a flight or a pint, plus Heggie's Pizza. Vine Park is the only brewery in the Midwest where you can brew your own beer and make your own wine on their equipment with their help. Vine Park has been the fun place to brew your own beer and make your own wines since 1995. Vine Park Brewery on West 7th Street in St. Paul between 35E and downtown St. Paul, closer to 35E. If you don't want a tour, swing in, grab one of their growlers, whether it's an IPA, a brown ale, a porter, a stout, a lager, Pilsner, Bach, wheat. They have a flavor that you will like. They have the right recipe for you. It's really good beer. Be sure to support them. Again, the website, vinepark.com. Vine Park Brewery, Vine Park Brewing. Vine Park has really good beer. Check them out. That does it for Scoop Podcast episode 96, the news and notes version. We will be back next week. We should have Thad Levine back. I mean, I pretty much locked him in for the rest of the season. As long as the Twins are going, we will have Thad Levine as a guest. To me, he is podcast gold. He is so good as a conversationalist. I love talking to Thad Levine. And we'll come up with some other ideas. I did put a note into Shabazz Muhammad now that his deal is official. If he wants to hop on the podcast, would love to have Shabazz Muhammad on. And I'm telling you, keep an eye out in the next couple days, maybe even sooner, for a Dante Cunningham decision. Certainly the Wolves feel like they are in a good spot to land Dante Cunningham.